Shalom, shalom. Welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end using the original languages as a guide. Today we are in 1 Samuel chapter 12, reading from the New King James Version Bible. Father God, please open our eyes, ears, and hearts to your truth and your truth alone. Now Shemuel said to all Israel, Indeed, I have heeded your voice and all that you said to me and have made a king over you. And now here is the king walking before you. And I am old and gray-headed, and look, my sons are with you. I have walked before you from my childhood to this day. <laughs> Remember his mother gave him when he was weaned to the Eli the priest? Verse 3. Here I am, witness against me before Yahweh and before his anointed. Whose ox have I taken, or whose donkey have I taken, or whom have I cheated? Whom have I oppressed, or from whose hand have I received any bribe with it which to blind my eyes? I will restore it to you. Ooh, that's a big one, guys, because I think a lot of so-called pastors and teachers take a bribe. Like it says in the prophet, um, you know, it's a bad thing when our priests teach for pay and prophesy for um, profit. He didn't take a bribe. Are are some of our leaders taking bribes? Absolutely. Because once you take that money, you don't want to lose that income, so you tickle that person's ear so they keep giving you money. That's why organizations are horrible and they said you have not cheated us nor oppressed us nor have you taken anything from any man's hand they said to them Yahweh is witness against you and his anointed which is the king is witness this day that you have not found anything in my hand and they answered he is witness then Samuel said to the people it is Yahweh who raised up Moses and Aaron and who brought you your fathers up from the land of Egypt so Yahweh did this. I want to point out one thing here. Let's look in Hebrew really fast. If you look at the word witness, it's the word ed. And it's like a testimony, evidence, or witness. So it's the word ed in Hebrew. (laughs) That's kind of, I don't know. I just wanted to point that out for some reason. Sometimes I like teaching little random things of Hebrew. Okay. So now therefore stand still that I may reason with you before Yahweh concerning all the righteous acts of Yahweh, which he did to you and your fathers. When Jacob, Yahov had gone into Egypt and your fathers cried out to Yahweh, then Yahweh sent Moses and Aaron who brought your fathers out of Egypt and made them dwell in this land. Let me point out again, that word Egypt is one of the only two words in Hebrew that is always dual purpose. It's the word Mitzrayim. You will never find it singular. Egypt always symbolizes, yes, it can symbolize the physical land, but it always symbolizes sin and bondage to sin in some capacity. Not bondage to the law, but just bondage to sin. So not, the law is not bondage. Sin is the bondage from which Yeshua set us free. And notice when he sets us free, I'm sorry, go back to the story of the Exodus. When he set us free and the death angel passed over us, then he took us to learn the law (laughs) so we could continue in freedom. (laughs) Okay. And when they forgot Yahweh, their Elohim, he sold them into the hand of Sisera, commander of the army of Hazor, into the hand of the Philistines and into the hand of the king of Moab. And they fought against them. Then they cried out to Yahweh and said, we have sinned because we have forsaken Yahweh and served the Baals and Ashtoreths. That word Ashtoreth there is a Canaanite goddess who is the same word today in English as Easter. Hmm. Asherah, Easter. Oh, right. Yeah, Jesus, Yeshua did not rise on Easter. It was Feast of First Fruits. Easter was a Canaanite Babylonian region, fertility goddess, and they had many celebrations about her. Okay, but now deliver us from the hand of our enemies and we will serve you. 
And Yahweh sent Jeroboam, Badan, Jephthah, and Samuel, and delivered you out of the hand of your enemies on every side, and you dwelt in safety. And when you saw that Nachash, king of the Ammonites, came against you, you said to me, No, but a king shall reign over us, when Yahweh your Elohim was your king. So Sam is like, you didn't need a king. And if you read in the book of um, Isaiah, the first chapter, it does talk about how Yahweh will eventually restore to us our judges as at first, because he is our king. So the judges are the men who are not anointed as king, but they're anointed to, they're positioned and, and put in place to kind of make help you make better decisions, to call upon Yahweh, to lead in his ways. But a king enacts tribute from you, and he gets exalted, and he takes taxes. So there's a huge different role that he becomes kind of like God over you, which is why around the world, throughout the ages, the first people who ever celebrated their birthdays were the kings and rulers because they were worshipped as gods. Therefore, they got a day all about themselves. That's why we stay away from that tradition because we don't have the world revolve around us. We don't have a special day about us. We... Thank God for another turn, you know, another year here on earth as we are on a circular circle ball on the earth as it turns around the sun another year. Um, and we're thankful to him that he gave us that time, but we don't make a day about ourselves. We don't, we are not worthy to receive the presence and stuff on a day because what do we, what right do we have? So what, we're a year older. That's by the grace of God. Give him all glory. May we not be glorified and understand in his way. Verse 13. Now, therefore, here is a king whom you have chosen and whom you have desired. And take note, Yahweh has set a king over you. <laughs> so Yahweh chose one. If you fear Yahweh and serve him and obey his voice and do not rebel against the commandment of Yahweh, then both you and the king who reigns over you will continually continue following Yahweh your Elohim. So it's like, and that word fear here has um, a meaning of reverence. So it doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, it does have that word. It is the root of Yireh. It kind of like means to be afraid, but this is in a more reverent way. Like be afraid of disobeying God because of the punishment. Yes, we're supposed to have that. So, but we don't be afraid of him like to the point where the wicked servant who only had the one talent says, "You, I was afraid of you, so I buried my talent and didn't use it. Don't let your fear control you like that. Let it be where it pushes you to continue pressing into him and doing the best you know how to do. If that makes sense. Okay, verse 15. However, if you do not obey the voice of Yahweh, but rebel against the commandment of Yahweh, then the hand of Yahweh will be against you as it was against your fathers. Now, therefore, stand and see this great thing which Yahweh will do before your eyes. Is today not the wheat harvest? And, okay, I will call to Yahweh, and he will send thunder and rain, that you may perceive and see that your wickedness is great, what you have done in the sight of Yahweh, and asking a king for yourselves. Wow, so they weren't supposed to ask for a king. Is there ever some time in your life you set a king over yourself? Instead of Yahweh? Have you set, set a pastor, a rabbi, somebody over yourself? Do you go to ministries instead of sitting at the Father's feet? Do you try to seek other people for advice rather than seeking Yahweh? I'm not saying there's not teachers and prophets. There, there are those things. But the role of a teacher, like the book of Isaiah says, your teachers will be behind you. You will hear their voice behind you telling you the way in which to walk. They're not in front of you always. They're pushing you to get closer to God. Your teacher, a true teacher of God, will not stand between you and the Father. A true teacher of God encourages you to get out there and press into the Father. To know Him and use your gifts. They don't pretend that they're the only ones who hear from God. They may hear better. I mean, certain anointed teachers obviously are good. Like Moses obviously heard more. 
Then the other man in the Korah rebellion said, well, he speaks to us too. And then, of course, the earth swallowed them. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying that thing, okay? But one of the most important things is don't pay, don't find some rabbi, pastor, messianic teacher, whatever, and just follow them and therefore go to them for teachings. There should be two to three teachings per week. If it said two to three prophecies, speaking in tongues, all those things, right? And they're getting paid by you. And they act like they got some great message because they were paid by you. And therefore, it makes you lazy and you don't have to press in. But a true teacher will come with a message. A true teacher will have a true inspiration message from God. And it's never going to be between you and Yahweh. It's going to get you to Yahweh, if that makes sense. They're not going to um, elevate themselves and they definitely won't take money from you. <laughs> that is not what it means. In America, there's plenty of work to be done. Um, I know many people who who refuse payment and they're like Paul. They work for their living. They're not lazy and they probably give many more teachings and many much better insightful teachings than those who are being paid right now. So I just, I'm, I'm just saying, I know what Yahweh told me. Don't ever take, don't get paid <laughs> because that's like a bribe. It'll blind your eyes. Now it's different when we're in the land of Israel with the temple. Let me clarify. I get it. The Levites, the widows, the orphans are to be provided for so at that point <laughs> yes or if somebody is getting sent out to help them with that their cost that's that's not a problem but it's different in america it is different and you cannot pretend that any like believe me i know believe me it's no anyway maybe just graciously just obey yahweh by his spirit and not set up kings over us okay that's the point okay because it's a wicked thing. Do you ever like, okay, here's another thing, setting kings over you. Do you have friends who are bad influences? Do you have, are you voting in America? Are you voting for kings that Yahweh didn't approve or choose? Are you trying to influence some democratic system, which is very anti-biblical? Um, we're supposed to have a theocracy, not a democracy. And there's no, not supposed to be rule of the people. <laughs> it's supposed to be rule of God. And so there's all sorts of things. Are you doing things that are setting kings over you? So Samuel called the Yahweh, and Yahweh sent thunder and rain that day, and all the people greatly feared Yahweh and Samuel. And all the people said to Samuel, Pray for your servants to Yahweh your Elohim, that we may not die, for we had added for we have added to all our sins the evil of asking for a king for ourselves. So they recognized it. I don't know that they were truly repentant because they really wanted the king. They felt that would help them save them, and Yahweh did allow that king to save them from the Ammonites. At the same point, they weren't supposed to have it. Yahweh would have delivered them in a different way, with a judge, with a ruler, uh, however he used, right? Whatever means he used. Now, I do want to point out too, during the wheat harvest, it's a horrible thing to get rain during a wheat harvest because it can make your crop go spoil and get mold, right? Because it, it needs to be dry when you put it up in the shucks or if you bale your hay. Um, and so rain is very detrimental. So it's unusual during the, rain, the wheat harvest to get rain because that's, Yahweh knows, that's the cycle, right? It needs to be dry for safe storage. Yet here he sent rain. That was the miracle in this. Okay, verse 20. Then Samuel said to the people, do not fear. You have done all this wickedness. You did not turn aside from following Yahweh, but serve Yahweh with all your heart. And do not turn aside. For then you would go after empty things which cannot profit or deliver, for they are nothing. Yes, so don't go after the things which are nothing. For Yahweh will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it has pleased Yahweh to make you his people. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against Yahweh in ceasing to pray for you. 
but I will teach you the good way and the right way. Okay, here's the big point. Far be it from me that I should sin against Yahweh in ceasing to pray for you. Do you understand that when you stop praying for God's people, you are sinning? In the Hebrew, there's a way of saying things when he, when you're... Um, in Hebrew, if you go to the person on the street and, and you say, when is dinner going to be? They say, well, pray that it not be at 5 o'clock. That means it's going to be at 5 o'clock. I mean, literally, that's a Hebrew tradition. You can go to Israel to the day to this day and find people who do that. Um, and so when, like in Jeremiah, when he says, do not pray for this people, of course, Yahweh wanted him to intercede. Like He's like, all through the prophets. He goes, man, I'm like praying for people. Like, I want people to intercede for this people because I'm mad. And, and nobody's doing that. They're just turned to their own ways. And so when he says that, like, don't pray for this people, Yahweh's like, you better pray for this people because bad things are coming. <laughs> it's not a good thing coming. And we need to intercede, and we need to stand in the gap, and we need to pray that Father God, in his wrath, remembers mercy. Okay? In his wrath, he would remember mercy. So here's Saul saying, I can't stop praying for you. That would be sin against Yahweh. And if you stop praying for your brothers and sisters, do not pray specifics like of wills and stuff. I hate when people do that witchcraft because it literally is witchcraft if you look in scripture. You need to pray that Yahweh, your will be done, turn their heart to your truth. That's it. You don't have a right because sometimes you're judging incorrectly. You don't understand the whole situation. So don't pray, do this to them, do that to them if they don't hear. That's wrong. Just say, Father, teach them, guide them humbly, gently. Restore them to you. Make sure they only hear your voice. Protect them from the schemes of the enemy. Um, open their eyes to your truth, your truth alone. Because those are safe prayers. Those are ones you know that don't contradict. But don't say, show them they're wrong on this. Um, what I would say is show them they're wrong if it's wrong according to your will. Only if it's wrong with you, Yahweh, would you show them only your truth. That's how I pray. Because I don't, I don't, who am I? Only Yahweh knows ultimately everything. So we need to pray very, very specifically only in accordance with his will. Okay, only fear Yahweh and serve him with all your heart to consider what great things he has done for you. But if you still do wickedly, you shall be swept away, both you and your king. And that makes sense. Anytime we disobey, there's curses. Okay, I love you all. Have a blessed day.